Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us if you would share with a friend or if you use Apple or Spotify to rate and review our show. It makes a big difference. As you know, I've talked a lot about my, my wife and I's debt payoff journey. We've talked about paying off 236000 in four and a half years. I've kind of t- I probably talk about it too much. Um, it's a big part of our story, and it, and it changed me, and it shifted who I am into you know really who I am today and what I do today. Um, I also talk about some of the victories of the people that I have the privilege of coaching. And I just shared, just recently, I shared a story of my, my young client, Olivia, who just paid off 37000 in 20 months. And there's, there's all these stories, and they're amazing stories. And I celebrate the stories. Whenever one of my clients pays off all their debt, we, we go out and we celebrate and we go out to a nice dinner. And we, we, so this is a good thing. And, and please hear it. I, I love when people get away from the debt. Um, however, there's something I've been watching play out over years. And there's millions and millions and millions of people that are falling in to this trap. It's that when debt payoff becomes an idol... And there, there seems to be this cult around paying off debt to the point where it looks like an idol because it is an idol. I know people that they stop going to church because they need that time to work or to recover from the work. I know people that stop seeing friends and family because they need to work more to pay off the debt. I know people that... that stop spending on anything enjoyable and become hoarders and, and penny pinchers because they need that money to pay off debt. I've seen people that, that fundamentally change all in the pursuit of paying off debt. Now, again, I'm, I'm a fan of getting out of debt. I love it when people will get away from the debt and, be, and decide to be done and get themselves out and be free. I am all in for that. But when I watch people literally give up all the important aspects of their life so that they can get out of debt, it's hard to watch. It's not healthy. I'm watching people sabotage their faith, their relationships, the things that, that, that add value to them, their family, and we're not going in a healthy direction, some of us. Some of us are not going in a healthy direction. And I remember when we were getting out of debt, I actually felt that. I felt that tension between working really hard to get out of debt and making it an idol. I felt that tension a lot, actually. And so I don't want to pretend I'm immune to it, but I do think it's fair to talk about. Because here's what I'm watching. Let's just say, let's just say, for example, so-and-so has let debt payoff become an idol. Their argument would be, well, look at me. I've won now. I've won. I paid off my debt. That's what I tried to do, and I did it. And I would say, at what cost? 
what about your faith? What about your relationships? What about your family? What about all these other things? Can you regain that? Are you able to, 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 to build that back up? I hope so. I hope so. But there's something else psychologically that happens. Sometimes in the pursuit of paying off debt, we cut our life so dramatically. We make such huge financial and lifestyle sacrifices that when the debt is finally paid off, we can't change back. And what I mean by that is we're pursuing this debt payoff with an intensity that is, is through the roof. And on one hand, you can admire that. On the other hand, what happens is that intensity, once you rewire yourself to live that way and to chase something so hard financially, once the debt's paid off, you will point that intensity somewhere else and then somewhere else and then somewhere else and then somewhere else. So what happens is when it becomes an idol, the financial progress, and at first that financial progress looks like paying off debt, but it's quickly replaced by the next thing. It's quickly replaced with maybe an emergency fund, maybe a down payment on a house, maybe you're investing, maybe that car, maybe that you fill in the blank. We all have ours. And when that happens, and when we turn it into an idol, and we can't rewire ourselves, our life becomes about the money. We become hoarders. We become cheapskates. We become something that people around us don't really like. And you think, while you're doing it, you think you're living out a good example. You think you're living out an example of, oh my gosh, look at, look at me. I'm paying off my debt. You might even go on a radio show and scream that you've paid off your debt. But all the while, people in your life might be looking at you saying, if this is what it looks like, if living this way and then living this way longer and, and forsaking everything else, if that's what it takes, I'm out. And I've had people say that to me. I've had people tell me and ask me about other people in their life that, you know, mutual friends, and they'll say, Travis, what do you think of that? Do you, do you support that? Because they know I believe in getting out of debt. And then they'll say, Travis, but look at them. Is that really what you advocate? Is that what you encourage? And truthfully, it's not. It's not because that's not healthy. That's an idol. And sure enough, most of the time when it looks like an idol while people are paying off debt, when the debt's gone, the behavior doesn't change. It just gets replaced with something else. Paying off debt becomes the next thing. And then now we have a whole society that's on social media bragging about their net worth. We're bragging about how much money we invested. We're bragging about how little we spent. We're bragging about how much money we can have. That's what we're doing on social media now. And to the point where that is normal. I remember, mm, let's say 10 years ago, I remember seeing somebody on social media talking about their net worth, talking about how much wealth they've built. And I remember it was shocking to see that 10 years ago. Now, when I'm scrolling on Instagram, 
or Twitter. I can't go 15, 15 posts without seeing one of those. It's everywhere. It's part of our culture. It's ingrained in us now, this wiring for as much progress as quickly as we can because we've turned it into an idol. And I think that's a risk that a lot of us are walking the fine line on. So is that you? Is that you? Is that somebody you know? Did you walk that fine line? Are you walking that fine line? Because I don't think we realize how big of a risk that is for us to walk that line. Because it all feels good. It all feels right. It all feels like the responsible thing to do. And our culture is going to affirm that every step of the way. Our culture is going to affirm building wealth, invest more, have more, 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 more. And whenever we look at the people that, that say have more stuff, we can label them as materialistic. We can label them as irresponsible. But in our culture, anytime there's somebody that wants to have more money, more investments, more wealth, we will applaud them. We will pat them on the back. We will encourage them. And then we will mimic them. And I think, I think as a culture, we are going down the wrong path with this. And again, this podcast is to give a different perspective. So I envision we will get a lot of hate for me saying that, but I think it's the wrong path. And so how do we protect ourselves against this? I work with people every day to achieve financial goals, to have intensity, to, to do these things. One of them is getting out of debt. But how do we do it in a way that it doesn't become an idol? There's a few things. Number one, we have to make sure we're budgeting so that we can be intentional with our spending and with our giving while we're doing it. Because if we're not budgeting, it's easy to say, if I don't spend, then I can take that money and I can pay off debt. If I don't spend, I can take that money, I can invest it. If I don't spend it, I can build wealth. So if we're budgeting and we're doing it intentionally so, we're spending on some stuff and we're giving. And generosity plays such a big role in this. Because, and, and, and I, I think we just need to name this whole prosperity gospel thing, there's a whole se a segment of Christians that say, when I give more, God will give me more. When I give more, I will be blessed financially for it. And I don't think it works that way. That's not, that's not the biblical model. That's not what God says. God doesn't say, hey, you give to get. God says, I will bless you for your generosity. That doesn't mean when you give money, he will give you money. There's a mathematical reality that when you spend money on generosity, let's say you go and give $10,000 away. That is $10,000 less dollars to pay off debt. That is $10,000 less to buy that car. It's $10,000 less to invest in your future. That is a mathematical reality. And to that I say, that's how it's supposed to work. Why? Because we need to be humble. 
we need to remember it's not about us. That even though we're trying to achieve these goals, we don't have to hoard along the way. And one of the best ways to not let money become an idol in our journey is to give it away. And again, whenever I see the people bragging about everything, I don't see anybody bragging or, or even including the, the notion of generosity because it's all about them. And so one of the things we need to do to stay humble and to make sure it's not about us is to give. And we also need to be able to spend along the way because if we can't spend on something that we enjoy, we've totally lost sight of, of the bigger picture. I'm not saying we need to go out and buy luxury goods for ourselves. That's not what I'm saying, but we do have to spend on something. We need to spend time with people and we need to go do some fun things. And during the season of debt payoff, it, it might be spending less than you were before and you will someday. But we need to keep that in perspective. I also think we need to take a step back in the conversation and ask ourselves why. Why are we trying to ac accomplish this financial goal? And I always ask people, what are your dreams? And then some people say, well, I want to be out of debt. Like, being out of debt's not a dream. Why do you want to be out of debt? Then you hear the dream. It's not about the money. Money's never about money. It's always about something bigger. So a lot of times it's, what is your dream? I want to pay off my debt. No, no, no. What's your dream? Why do you want to pay off the debt? Well, I want to stay at home with my babies. I want to be able to give more. I want to be able to start that nonprofit. I want to leave my career and go do something else. I want to do, you fill in the blank. Everybody has theirs. And so we need to think about why are we doing this? What do we really want to accomplish? And a lot of the people that are bragging about building wealth and that's all they talk about, why? What's the point? What is the purpose? So you can have more? So you can say that you're wealthy? So that you can say you're a multimillionaire? Why? We have to answer that question. We all have to answer that question. And when we can answer that question honestly, it might help us set different goals financially. We might have different priorities if we really think about the why, if we really think about the purpose. Some of you are saying, well, I want to hoard as much money as I can so that I can go do the thing I want to do. Well, great. Why don't you just go do the thing you want to do? Why? Why do we have to, why do we have, to have $4 million sitting aside that we hoarded as quickly as we could to go do the thing we want to do when you could just go do the thing you want to do right now? Why not? Why not go take that job that you want to do? Why? I think this is such an important question of why, why do we need to hoard so much to do the thing that we want to do when we could just go do the thing that we want to do? So I think we need to take a step back and ask ourselves why. What is the purpose of this? And here's my, my last tip for navigating this tension between doing the right thing and walking into to a, a situation where something can become an idol. When we're setting our goals and we have a clear why and we have a clear purpose and we're going to budget intentionally and we're going to do it very, very specifically and intentionally, 
have very clear parameters around your goals. Understand exactly what you're going to accomplish. Because the truth is, if you just have a bucket of money, if you just say, I want to do this thing, and you really don't put parameters around it, it'll never be enough. And if it's never enough, you can never escape it. And if, if more is better, then more than more is better than more. And so we need to put parameters around it. Um, for example, I have a client, um, she wants to buy a car. And, and I said, okay, great, what, do you, what might you want to spend? We need to, we need to define it. And so we talked about it. And she said, I want to, I want to set aside 15 to 20,000. Great. So we set up an account. It's called a car fund. And every month, whatever she can figure out in her budget to allocate towards it, she will. And the goal is once it gets to 15 to 20,000 and she'll figure out that exact number down the road, once it's enough, it's enough. And she will go buy the vehicle no guilt, no regrets. She'll move on with life and she will move on to whatever is next in her journey. But it's not about the money. In the meantime, she's going to be traveling. In the meantime, she's going to be spending time with friends and her family. In the meantime, she's going to be doing fun things. In the meantime, she's going to be giving. In the meantime, she's going to be investing. In the meantime, she will do all these things. And then she will prioritize putting money aside for a car. It's defined. And then she'll go do it. And it's going to be awesome. And it will be awesome for her. Because she has a healthy relationship with money. Money has not become an idol. She's done really amazing things financially for such a young age. And for her income. But it hasn't become an idol. Because money isn't important, but managing it well is. And she knows that. And I hate to admit, it took me a long time to recognize that. I talk about these things every day. I talk about them on this podcast. I talk about them with clients in my speaking. But the truth is, it took me far longer to recognize this than I ever would like to admit. I was probably... I was probably 30. I was probably 30 before I had a healthy perspective on, on some of this stuff. And so the fact that the vast majority of our audience is below the age of 30, if you can internalize some of this stuff, you're ahead of me. You're ahead of where I was at your age. And so it's never too late. If you've made mistakes along the way, you've fallen on the other side of that tension, that's okay. We all need grace. You're certainly going to get grace from me. You need to give it to yourself. And hopefully those around you will give it to you as well. But it's never too late. We all make mistakes. We all have our things. If you talk to my wife, she'll tell you all of my things. I have a lot of things um, that I regret. That I regretted in the past that I still regret. But all we can do is let tomorrow be better than yesterday. And so I hope for some of you this, this moved the needle. I hope... It helped give you a different perspective, and I hope it added value to your journey. If you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram, Meaning Over Money. You can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. 
You can find our YouTube channel. And of course, you can find Meaning Over Money, which is our financial course for young adults, where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. And that's at meaningover.money. And if, if you might want to buy a course, please don't pay full price. As our way of saying thank you for listening, you can get 25% off by using the promo code PODCAST25, PODCAST25. And if that's not for you, and you just want to keep listening to the podcast, we're glad you're here. We're grateful you're here, and we hope it continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys.